I thank God for the lighthouse. I owe my life to Him. For Jesus is the lighthouse. And from the rocks of sin, He has shown the light around me. Oh, that I could clearly see. And if it wasn't for the lighthouse, tell me where would this ship be? Great song, great, greatly played. Thank the Lord for everybody serving us. Are y'all ready for a new series today? Yes or no? Amen. All right, now it's one of those that it's not like, let's talk let be right here. No, it's, a, it's called Get Up. I don't know how you tell people to get up. Get up. That's not how I, get up. Amen. Okay? Not talking about sleeping. We're talking about when somebody's down. What do you do? Going to stay down, yes or no? Or are you going to get up? Y'all get the gist or not? Have I already confused you? It's called Get Up. Been going through some struggles, personal struggles. I tend to talk out of my life. Sometimes I spill everything. But the point is, is that uh, I've always had the kind of face that people could see. That if it's good, it's good. If it's bad, it's bad. You can just read me. I'm a, I got a readable face. Years ago, and I've been a music uh, guy for years, did a lot of singing, done a lot of stuff over the years. That's, that's boring to pass. I still do some. But uh, at a former church, I, I was there 17 years, and they set you in them fancy chairs in front of everybody. And I got the face that can say everything. And so when somebody get up to singing it was bad, you could tell it. You didn't need to look over at your neighbor and go, did, did, was that a bad note? Yeah, according to Gary's face, it was. <laughs> so anyway, anyway, uh, been struggling. And uh, just pray, pray for me, pray for my family. Y'all hear me or not? I appreciate it. I was riding along the road the other day, and I heard a message on the radio. Man, was it good. I couldn't believe it. It was unbelievable. I thought, that's a great preacher right there. And it helped me so much. And you know who I heard on the radio? It was me. <laughs> it was me. I was like, wow, that guy's good. I knew it was me, but it was, it was a message years ago, and I was like, wow. It was just what I needed for where I was at at the time, you know what I mean? And it touched me so much, I came back and talked to Dina, didn't I, Dina? And Dina, you've been struggling, major health problems, struggling, and uh, she had to miss so much work and, and, and at church, and she's having a hard time eating. If she ate, she couldn't keep it down, lost a lot of weight. And it just gets it gets hard, don't it, sweetie? And you get down, don't you? 
How many know what that's like to get on your back and you're just in a dark place? Anybody? You know, and some of you might be there today. You know, you're just struggling. That's where you are. You're just, you know, how do you get up? I don't know. How do you get up? I don't like being down, right? That's this series. All right? That's what we're talking about. So I heard that message. I came back and told Dina and shared a little bit with her. And I said, I think I'm going to, I think I'm going to, Listen to that preacher's uh, advice, and I think I'm going to listen to that preacher's. I'm going to go back and revisit some of his notes because I know the guy. And so that's what I'm doing. But I'm doing it in 2022 when the world's gone crazy. Amen? And when nothing surprises me anymore. Are you starting to get there or not? Yes or no? When which, which, what, what shoe's going to fall next? Yes or no? But in not, instead of making it about me, I do preach out of my life. You're going to hear things. Of course you are. But what I like to do is let's take God's Word. Let's take real people who struggled with being down. And can we watch how the Lord help them get back up? And maybe through that we can insert ourselves in there. And we'll get up with them. How about that? So let's try it. Let's see what happens. Let's go to the Word this morning. It's a pretty good setup. Now, believe it or not, you've been set up already. Two weeks ago, my brother Terry spoke. He spoke about a woman. Her husband died. She was promised, go live with a father-in-law. When the son gets old enough, he'll take care of you, marry you. You can have children. Did the dude do it, yes or no? No, lied. So what did the woman do? I don't agree with what she did. She took things in. I don't agree with what she did at all. She dressed up as a prostitute, fooled the father-in-law, had sex with him, got pregnant, you know, and then he tried to kill her and all this kind of crap. Excuse my language. I don't know what you call it. I call it that. But anyway, uh, was, that, was that God? God doesn't sin. He's not the author of sin. God didn't do that. That was her doing that, trying to do the right, trying to get up, wasn't she? And some bad things happen, but God can take bad and work it out for good, can he? Yes or no? How many have had that, some bad in your life, and God worked it out for good? You ever had some of that? Amen. And then last week you heard Chris Brooks. You heard Chris Brooks. He got saved as a young man. He got on fire for the Lord. He was in his high school. He was junior high, high school. He was, he was you know, loving people, praying with people in the halls. He loved God. And then his mom and dad got a divorce. It affected him. And then he's got bachelor time with daddy. And who doesn't like that? The freedom, 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 friends coming over. Well, then for long, he and his friends are smoking weed. And then that led, as it so often is, a gateway drug to other drugs. And then he started going to raves. Remember the story? And then he started doing ecstasy and stronger drugs. And then he realized there's money to be made here. He became a drug dealer. Remember? Making big money, running with people. He's only a young guy. That's what they pick. He's 18, 19, 20, 21 years old. His whole life's going to be screwed up. By the way, that's what's wrong with our country. It's killing our country. 
So anyway, so here was a young man that was once up, and he's really what now? Boom. He was down. So he, you remember his story last week. Chris Brooks goes to a drug house to sell drugs. He walks up to the house. He's doing his thing. And the light, it's just the sunlight of the day, comes across, and he can see clearly in the house. He sees somebody over here shooting up. They're living like this. And over here is somebody else on a couch, and they're all screwed up. And over here, somebody else is doing drugs and messed up. And it hit him. What am I doing? I'm ruining people's lives. I don't want to do this anymore. I don't want to do that. And he stopped. He called his father. He'd been lying to his daddy. He told the truth, got honest. He said, Dad, I've been doing wrong. I've been lying. And Dad, I'm an addict too. Can I come home? And his daddy said what? Yes, yes, come on home. He got cleaned up, and now you know the story. And Chris did what? He got what? He got up. Yes, thank the Lord again. See how that works or not. Are we on the same page here? Here's the point. Here's the point. That's what we're going to talk about. You've been seeing a little bit of it already, ain't you? You know what I found in life? It's most people's story. It's most people's story. And it's not just a one-time deal. I mean, you get up and you fall down, don't you, yes or no? Or you get in trouble. Or somebody, it's not just you that make bad decisions sometimes that puts you on your back. It can be somebody else that's done something and it puts you on your back. You agree, yes or no? But here's the thing. Whether you failed, listen, whether you're a failure, you have failed. You've done terrible If that puts you on your back, well, you're on your back. Or if somebody did to you, and it wasn't your doing, but it puts you on your back, the bottom line, both of you are on your back. And when I mean on your back, you can't get up, and you don't get up because you don't see the Lord. You see your mess. Whether it was you or it was caused to you, both are wrong. Did you hear me or not? You think God called you to be a whiner the rest of your life? To whine about what happened to you? Yes or no? You think that glorifies God, you being a quitter? Yes or no? So whether you have failed miserably yourself or something's happened to you, neither of those are acceptable. Amen? Are we going to accept that in our life? Yes or no? That I'm down... I can't get up, I'm miserable, my belief is gone, I'm shot, I don't care anymore. That's what we're talking about. Y'all ready to start? Here we go. Get up! If it's your first time, I tend to holler like that. And some words you just love saying. Can we do it? One, two, three. Get up! Isn't that fun? How many remember hollering at your kids like that? Say, whoa, come on, here we go. 
Raji, push me, buddy. Today's message is going to be about a five-part series. You're not getting up today in this message, but you're going to get some help today. Don't you want a little help? You'll get some help today. Some help's coming your way. I promise help's coming. Title of the message today, say it with me, is from what? Fear to... One more time. It's titled what? From fear to... And the people we're going to use as our test subjects are the disciples of Jesus Christ. Were the disciples of Jesus religious people, yes or no? No. They were fishermen. They were tradesmen. My personal view is I bet every one of them could cuss a blue streak. That's my opinion. They were men. Why did he not pick the religious men? Well, because so many of them were fakes. They were frauds, just like we see in our world today. He wanted to take raw and real and turn the world upside down. And so we're going to talk about the disciples. Now today, if failure does anything, it does what? It increases what? When you fail miserably or someone has failed you, does it make you feel like, great, I can conquer the world now? No. It makes you think you're worthless. You can do nothing. I don't have a chance. I'm pathetic. The words just come so easy when you're down about how pitiful you are, don't they? So that's what it does. It increases your fear. Now, the disciples, let's talk about them. They had the Last Supper. Remember? Remember the Last Supper? Okay. Are we on the page there? Had the Last Supper. It's the last time I'm going to see you. Somebody's going to betray me. Who was that? Judas. They were looking around. Is it me? Is it me? Is it me? And then Judas gets up. And after the dinner they had together where Jesus said, I'm going to be killed, I'm going to be crucified, I'm going to die, I'm going to be butchered. Where did they go after that? They went to the blank, the garden. They went to the garden. And in the garden, is it going to be long before Jesus is arrested and beaten and spit on and butchered? Is it going to be long or, or is it really close? really close. So what did Jesus ask his disciples to do? He said, can you not, look at the scripture, Raj, can you not pray with me an hour? Is that what he said? These are guys he'd walked with for three years. In his hour of need, look at them, he comes to the disciples, he finds them what? Somebody tells you they're going to be killed, they're going to be betrayed, they're going to be murdered. Do you think you could stay awake an hour, yes or no? This is abject failure. He picked these guys to take the gospel into all the world. If they don't do their job, he's going to die on the cross, he's going to raise from the dead, and nobody's ever going to hear about it. Did you all hear me or not? Well, maybe somebody. No, this was God's plan. And they were screwing with God's plan. Have you ever thought about you being down right now? Maybe you're screwing with God's plan. Say. Yeah, but I don't feel like it. You don't know what you can do and, wh and who you can affect if you will get up. 
that's the whole point here. Keep looking. So he comes, he finds him asleep. He says to Peter, could you not watch with me an hour? He finds him again sleeping, doesn't he? And then he says these words. Sleep on. You know what that meant? Keep looking. It meant Jesus Christ went to the cross alone. He had no one. He had no one. He had no one. That's how much He loves you. He had no support. None. Zero. No one went with Him. How do you know, Gary? I thought I just thought it was Peter that bailed on him. Oh, no. No, no, no. Read the Scripture. Look at it. But all this was done that the Scriptures of the prophet might be fulfilled. Say it with me. Then all the disciples forsook Him and... Bible doesn't tell every failure of everybody. It mentions Peter's. He was the leader. Usually what the leader does, everybody does. And that's what they did. They failed him. The disciples sat without, stood without, said without. What's that mean? Well, look at the Scriptures. Now, and it mentions Peter, but remember, every single one of them did this. Now, Peter sat without the palace, and a damsel came in saying, now this is when Jesus is being led through the streets. It's when he's being butchered, when he's being beaten. It's when he's being spit upon, when he's naked. Comes to Peter and says, you were with him. You were, you're one of those. But he denied before all of them, saying, say it with me, I don't know what you're saying. Boy, Peter ain't up. He's, he's what? He's down. When he was going out into the porch, another maid saw him and said unto him that was there, that, that fellow over there was with him. But again, he denied, and he did it this time like this. You can always tell a liar when they put, like, I swear, I swear, I swear. That's what Peter did. I swear, I swear, I don't know him. I don't know the man. The disciples all what? Say it with me. They all what? Check it out. Are you feeling the failure? Yes or no? These are the guys we're going to study. <laughs> what? How many, when you see how bad they did, they all failed and they failed miserably. How many, when you see how bad they did, you might think, maybe I can get up. I mean, if they did it and they got up, and the story, you know, we're going to get to the end. We'll get to it. They do finally get up. But I don't want to go to the end. It's a process. Amen? So the disciples' failure didn't make them bolder. It made them more what? When you fail and you fail the Lord or somebody fails you and you're on your back, that does not increase your faith. That destroys your faith. The opposite of faith is what? It's unbelief, or, but it's also fear. Fear, 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 fear. And so here they are. And you might say, Gary, but what's the big deal? They're just guys. Come on. They're not guys. They're not just guys. They were men, 12 men, 
One's already, you know, betrayed him. So there's 11. And their job was to tell the world everything you did with me for three years. Tell the world that I am risen. Tell the world that God loves them and I am the sacrifice for your sins. This was all in their court. And they had failed. And they were down. And this message was not going out. Now, this isn't the message today. I'm just building it up, okay? So if you're trying to sleep on me, I don't know how you sleep with my loud voices, but anyway. So it was all over. Jesus had been brutally killed. And what did the disciples think? So they're already down because of their failure. They're already down. And I honestly believe, I never thought about it until I studied it again, I honestly believe the disciples were saying, crucify him in the crowd. That's sad, ain't it? How sad is that? Crucify him! Crucify him! What this you, John? What did you say? You better say it too, man! They're coming after you! You talk about turning. It was all over. He'd been killed. And they thought they were what? Now let's pick it up. Go, Raji. Because of the failure and the reality of what had just happened to Jesus, the disciples could not have been more what? They were down. They were so down. They couldn't move. They had no energy. They had no spirit. They had no life. They were shot. Now here's the message. I hope you're getting ready. Y'all ready? Say, I'm ready. I'm ready, Gary. I'm ready now, Gary. Thank you, baby doll. Hey, you own it, girl. Here we go. That's when... The resurrected Jesus, he had been crucified. Don't forget, though, three days, three days later, he did what? That's when the resurrected Jesus stepped in. And that's what you need, and that's what I need. When you're down and you can't get up, I need him to step in. Would you help me up? Would you help me up? Right? And I can just say that. Let Jesus step in. He'll pick you up. Sounds like an old OJ commercial or something. Remember at the airport, Hertz, we'll pick you up. That didn't work out too good for OJ, did it? But anyway, another story. If you don't know that old commercial, go check it out. No, no, it's not that simple to get up. Churches will say, give us money, we'll get you up. I'm sorry, it's all a lie. When the resurrected Jesus comes into your life, it's a process. And we're going to see it right now. So the same day was evening. We see this in the Bible. The disciples have checked out. They've quit on God. They have turned. The message of the gospel is not going to go around the world. You people are all going to hell in this room. Got it? It's over. That was their mission, their job, that was on them. There would be no Acts 2, there would be none of that if they don't get up. And so he comes to them. 
Did you know he'll come to you? I'm not being spooky. You'll see. The same day at evening, being the first day of the week, it was Sunday, the doors were shut. They were shut. They were in a room. And they were together. Say it with me. They were assembled together for what? For fear of the... What do you think that means? They were what? They were next. They were next. They're going to be butchered. They're in a room. There's people outside. They're hiding. They're just waiting any moment for the door to be busted open. And for them to be come in, come in, cut their heads off, butcher them. They're going to be slaughtered like pigs. That's where they're at. Is that, does that sound like a pretty low place to be? Maybe you can look at the disciples and know today your situation ain't as bad as theirs. Amen. Will that help you any today? Yes or no? You're feeling like, ah, my life sucks. It's the worst ever. Well, is somebody outside the door waiting to butcher and cut your head off? If not, get some hope there right now. Let's keep looking. I'm going to do better than that. I'm going to do a whole lot better. So they're in that room, and say it with me. Then came who? Jesus, and he did what? Now, I can guarantee you that door had like probably ten locks on it and a chair in front of it. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I bet everyone there filet knives were like. But Jesus walked into that room, and he stood where? Right where? In the what? He stood in the midst of them. Now, guys, this is my message to you from my heart. And he said these three words, these words unto them, four words. Say it with me. Peace be unto you. Can y'all say that? Let's say that a couple of times to just each other. Just say it out loud. We'll hear you. Peace be unto you. You're down. You're on your back. You can't get up. You're hurting. You've done it to yourself or somebody did it to you. It doesn't matter. You're down, man. And you hear these words. Say it again. Peace be unto you. Now, who was he talking to? He was talking to the who? The disciples. Had they failed him miserably? Have I done a halfway decent job at presenting their abject failure? Are we all on the page? Y'all with me? It was Sunday night, and they were what? They were scared to death, and Jesus stepped in. Keep going, buddy. Push me. He stepped in. He stepped into their what? He stepped into their what? You ever been so scared? What's going to happen? What am I going to do? Where am I going to turn? How am I going to make it? Anybody? Can anybody raise a hand and say, yeah, that's... How many would say, that's me right now, Pastor? I'm sort of feeling that right now. I'm right now feeling that. Okay? It's Okay. And here's what he said. Say it with me one time, one more time. He didn't give some long speech. That's me. He said this, peace be unto you. Now, if you want to get up, this is the time you listen to me. You listen to me right now. You listen to me. I normally am not this blunt. I'm blunt right now. You listen to me. You need to hear me. Had they hurt the Lord? Yes. Had they absolutely not done what they're supposed to? Yes. Were they horrible? Yes. You couldn't get any worse. Okay? But did he say anything like that to them about all that? So what does that mean? I really thought about it. I've given a lot of thought to this. It's not just recently, over the years, and then I've revisited it recently. Here's what it means to me. 
I'm not angry with you. How does that sound when you fail the Lord? Does it sound nice? Say, I'm not angry with you. That's what I believe he told his disciples. I'm not angry with you. Can you imagine what they felt like when they saw him? Oh, my. I'm not angry. That's what, say that out loud. You need to hear this. If you're going to get up, say it with me. God's not angry with me. Say it out loud. God's not angry with me. Say it one more time. God's not angry with me. And some churches will hear me online and probably make fun of me later because I preach this today. Because they're so smart. And I'm, I'm sort of dumb, okay? I'll take me, okay? Do you think your sin affects the holiness of God? Or do you think God's holy, holy, holy regardless of what you do, do, do? Absolutely. I want you to let that sink in. God, does God love you? Does God love you even when you sin as a sinner? Do you think God still loves you? Or is all of a sudden, I hate you now. I hate you. Does that, does that sound like him or us? You see, God doesn't say that because the Bible says God is love. For God so loved the world he gave his son. Let him be butchered for us. So when you're down, when you're down and you're hurting and you failed, or somebody's hurt you bad and you, you're laying there, but you're both, you, whatever the situation, you're still both failing. Because you're not up. You're down and out. And so I think this is huge, guys. Say it one more time. I'm not what? Now, we're going to say four things today. That's number one. What does it mean when God says peace to you? I'm not angry with you. Number two, say that with me. Second thing I think peace be unto you means. Say it with me. I what? Can you imagine him walking back into that room? And first thing they thought, they must have thought, because they had seen him do some pretty crazy miracles. Ha! Man! They were probably wishing the crowd would come in and cut their head off instead of standing in front of him. But you know what? I'm not angry with you. And then he said this. I said out loud, I. Now, can you do that for me today for people that are down today? Can we say that second one again a couple of times? I. One more time. God. Say God. God. Matter of fact, put Jesus there. Jesus loves me. Is that helping at all? Is that helping you get up at all? Is there anything happening to you right now when you hear that God's not angry with me? Does it help when you hear that I love you? I care for you. You have a purpose in your life. You matter. Whatever you've done, God says, it didn't, it didn't keep me from bringing the sun up today, did it? See, I'm God and you're not. And you're locked in this room and you're down. But I want to step in here now. 
And I want you to know I'm not angry with you. And I want you to know I love you. Y'all good so far? Is that helping? Keep looking. Well, he won't done. And when he had said this to them, he showed them his hands. And he showed them his feet. His side. Say that last part with me. The disciples were glad when they what? Now, you might say, but Gary, Gary, I mean, that was the disciples. I'd be glad, too, if Jesus stepped into my crap I'm going through right now. Guys, we do see him. We have to see him by faith. We have to see him by faith. We have to see that he is here. I'm not alone. You're with me. You hear me? And when you do that, you're going to find yourself getting a little glad, a little bit better. Amen? That's what happened to them, but he still ain't done with them. He ain't done with them. Watch, watch. Then said Jesus to them again. What? He's talking to people that betrayed him, that hurt him, that destroyed him. What does he say? Say say the words with me again. Peace be unto you. Keep going. As my Father has sent me, even so, so send I. Was that the disciples' job, to be with Jesus when he was crucified, resurrected? Was it their job to go and to tell? Well, they're out. They're done. It's over. They've quit. It's not beyond quit. They just they don't have any life. It's over. They're shot. It's done. Nothing. I can't, don't have any hope. I'm done. What does that mean? This is me talking. What does that second piece mean? The first one was what? I'm not angry with you. And I what? Love you. What's the second piece mean to me? To you? I'm here with you. You've been in a dark place where you feel like ain't nobody with you? been hurt so bad, heart broke so bad, I'm here with you. Would you let Jesus talk to you like that? Do I sound like a crazy person? Some of my best messages is when I'm crazy. I'm here with you. That's what I think the third thing means. What's the fourth one? I ain't got the fourth. Is that what he said? As my Father sent me, so I I still believe in you. Say that out loud. I, me, down, hurt you, or been hurt where I can't get up, so I quit too. What beautiful words to hear from the Lord. I'm going to say them again. I'm not angry with you. I love you. I'm here with you. 
I still believe in you. That's some healing words, isn't it? This is a series that will take me about five weeks. Maybe you'll be bored to tears by the time I get to the end. Hope not. These disciples are supposed to be leaders, but they're now they're a what? They're a wreck, man. They're a wreck. Now, here's the last thing. And I've got way more message, but the clock's ticking. And when he said this, this is very unusual. You don't find this in the Bible hardly ever. It hardly ever happens. Now, this was before Acts 2 with the coming of the Holy Spirit. If you know your scriptures, this is before Acts chapter 2. There ain't going to be no Acts chapter 2 if they don't get their act together. Ain't happening. So what did Jesus do? He said, peace be unto you, peace be unto you. You know how, how I really strongly feel what that means. And when he said this to them, say it with me really clearly. Boy, this is huge. You cannot forget this. He breathed on them. Wouldn't you like the breath of God to come on you? When you're hurting so bad. Well, it will, and it can, and He wants to. He's stepping into your room. He's there. He's with you. Does He say, I'm with you, I'll never leave you, nor forsake you? Did He say, if I be for you, who can be against you? Did He say that? Sure He did. Did He say, I'll supply all your needs according to, my rich, to His riches and glory by Christ? Does He say that? So He, guys, He's in the room. <laughs> let him breathe on you. And then he says this, say it with me. Receive ye the Holy Ghost. Now, guys, I had somebody come see me this week, and you may be here in the room, and that's fine. But uh, they didn't like sometimes the way I talk. They said I mock people. I said, well, give me an example. Because I'm definitely... I've got, you talk like me, go mock somebody sometime. So will you say that about flopping like a chicken? I absolutely do. I don't believe God the Holy Spirit, the Comforter, came so you'll flop like a chicken and act like a lunatic. I could care less what you think or what they're watching me right now think. A lot of churches teach that. Be filled with the Holy Ghost. Start running around acting like a lunatic has nothing to do with his name. He's the comforter. He's the paraclete. He's the one that comes alongside of you. Does that sound more like the paraclete, what I'm talking about right here? You can have all that. I want healing. I want help in my life. I want to breathe in this. I'm not angry with you. I want to breathe in I love you. I want to breathe in through the Holy Spirit. I want to breathe in... I'm here with you. I want to breathe in. I believe in you. Do you hear me or not? I'll take that 10 Sundays out of 10 Sundays over some running around a church building. Am I making sense today? And if that offends you, good. You might grow. If you'll listen. So he breathed on them. 
And I'd like us to do something right now. What does it say then? Oh, I've got to read the Scripture. You might say, that's odd. He breathed on them. What's the Bible say in Genesis 2? Look at it. And the Lord God sent with me, formed man out of the dust of the ground. Help me now. And breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. And man became a living. So here you are down. You can't get up. You screwed your life up. Or you're down because somebody's helped screw your life up. Who knows? <laughs> and you need the breath of God in you. Does that make any sense today? So here's what I want us to do. I'm going to say these four statements, and I want you to take a deep breath. Y'all ready? I want you to breathe in today these statements. How many think these statements will hurt you? How many think these statements will help you? Ha! Are you kidding me? So here we go. I'm going to say the statement, and you take a big, deep breath. Ready? You think, Clark, you've gone crazy. Okay. Jesus is not angry with you. Get ready. Big breath. Jesus loves you. Jesus is with you. Jesus still believes in you. If you're down, would you try to do that? Would you try to work on that? It might be that you did something terrible. It might be something terrible happened to you. It might be you lost somebody that you love so much and you ain't able to live no more. You just ain't able to live no more. And you've, in your own way, turned your back on the Lord. You're not happy in the Lord. Would you try to do this? Say, would you get up would you let Jesus step in to your to your hurt? Say, do you think that might be a good idea? Receive this spirit, this the Holy Spirit, this message today that I've given you. It's right from the Word of God. Without the filling of the Holy Spirit, they would not or they could not ever be effective for the Lord. I'm going to tell you right now, without you breathing this in, you will not be effective for what God has for your life. You will never realize what God can do in your life. You'll never fulfill the purpose that God has for your life. And there's a good chance you'll never, ever get up.
You hear me? This is one of my famous quotes. I told you one day I'm going to be rich. Now, I never said that till right there, and that ain't happening, okay? No, after I'm dead and gone, they might find some of my quotes and put them together. But uh, here's one of them. Say it with me. If I want to begin again, I need to breathe him in. Say that with me. If I want to begin again, I need to breathe him in. Okay? Guys, when you're on your back, it looks like the end. But when he walks into the room and you start to breathe him in, it's the beginning. See that? Isn't that a nicer way to look at life? Amen? It's the beginning. So that's our message today from fear to faith. The last thing is this. Jesus shows up again. It's up there. I ain't going to preach it. Thomas wasn't there. So remember the story how Thomas next time was with him? And Jesus comes back again, doesn't he? Says peace. Does the same thing. He shows him his hands and Thomas goes, oh, I believe, I believe. You know what Jesus said after that? See if you know the scripture. I'm going to just quote a little bit. of. We'll see how we do. Thomas, you believe because you saw me. Then he says this. Blessed, if you know it, are those who believe even though they haven't what? That's you. That's me. Just because you don't see the hands, just because you didn't stick your hand inside. He said, you're even more blessed. You're even more blessed. You're even more blessed. To see with eyes of faith, it's one thing to see something you say you saw it as a witness. I saw that. It's something else to have seen something and you didn't see it in the natural But God himself, the Holy Spirit, has breathed in new life into you, and your life has been radically changed. I'll take that over anything. Amen? So that's our message today. I think we did. Did we do pretty? Are you good on what we talked about? Let's thank the Lord. We're going to quit right there today. Right there. Boom. Amen. Praise the Lord. Get up. Come on. Get up out of your chair. Let's go. Amen. You might say, Clark, that was some convoluted message. Well, I'm going through a little bit of a hard time. Ain't a little bit. It's a lot of a hard time. And uh, sometimes I'll do this, and I have y'all come and pull up a chair and watch me get better. And if you want to, you just might get better too. How about that? Or you can sit up here and just look at me like I'm a monkey playing a little. Amen. Let's pray together. Lord, thank you for a great day. Thank you for your healing touch today on my life. Thank you that what these people mean to me and how they smile, they sing. Lord, I thank you for the band today. I don't know of a band anywhere in America that would have sung their heart out more than that band did today. And their heart was to reach hurting people today. And Lord, my heart was your heart today. Lord, I pray that people hurting today, people that are just flat, they're just flat out of the game. Lord, I pray they'll hear today that, not only hear it, I pray they'll breathe it in, that Jesus, you're not angry with them, and that Jesus, you love them so much. And Jesus... 
that you're with them and that, Jesus, you still believe in them. Help me to breathe that in. Help these folks to breathe that in. And help us to get up. And with heads bowed today, I know I've talked a lot about this one subject, but guys, I'm going to tell you right now, if you don't know the Lord as your Savior, there's no way you're going to get up to heaven. I'm going to tell you that right now. You must put your faith in Jesus Christ. I never like to have a service close where I don't give you the opportunity to say to good works, to say to religion, to say to money, to say to all of that that you are not good enough to get me to heaven. You are not good enough to get me to heaven. Only Jesus Christ can get me to heaven. Would you, turn your, would you just turn your back on everything else that you think is going to get you to heaven and put your faith in Jesus Christ today? You hear me or not? I don't care how much you love the church you went to. If the church is not teaching you that Jesus Christ is the Son of God, the only way to God the Father, without Him you can't be saved, then it's a hurt in your life, not a help. You must put your faith in Christ today. Can I lead you in a prayer where you'll do that right now? Lord Jesus, I know I'm a sinner. You didn't sin, I did. And Lord, I want you to know I believe in you. You died on the cross for me. I didn't do it for you. You did it for me. I'm finally getting my act together and getting my my thinking straight. So Lord, I want you to know I believe in you. I believe you died on that cross for me. And I believe that you rose from the dead. And I'm putting my faith and confidence in you. I'm not putting it in a preacher. I'm not putting it in myself. I'm not putting it in anybody except you, Jesus Christ, the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. I do this in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's thank the Lord for today's message. Amen. And just a good time in church. Amen. Praise the Lord.